0: This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please, open your heart and enjoy the word. Today, I wanna speak upon a thought that will help you to remember, help you to remember. Really, part of my thrust is going to be Don't forget to remember. Don't you forget to remember. Oftentimes, we have to actively or on purpose, intentionally remember the things that God has done for you. Because if you don't intentionally remember the things that God has done for you, you'll be walking around unthankful and when you stop and think about all the things that god has done you need to be stopping right where you are and building a um, an altar and magnifying his holy name we're not too far removed from having to believe god for our bills having to believe god for things having to believe god to for gas in your car having to believe god for your light bill and for your car note and for your insurance we're not that far removed now God has blessed us and we're so blessed right now we're more blessed in this day and time than we've ever been we are so blessed and some people don't even understand the struggles that many of us have come through listen to me I haven't forgot going to the laundromat I haven't forgotten that I have not forgotten bumming a ride getting a ride and paying people gas money i remember being newly filled with the holy spirit i used to pay somebody ten dollars every sunday to go to to drive me to church because i wanted to go to my church where the holy ghost was flowing i paid ten dollars in gas for for morning service then i was like are you coming back to night service no i don't think i'm going well you got my ten dollars of gas you need to go just to take me i haven't forgotten those days i haven't forgotten where the Lord has brought me from. We've had to believe God for so many things. And we I remember being sick. I remember being diagnosed with cancer in heaven. That's a death sentence, so to speak. And the Lord delivered me. I have not forgotten those things that God has done for me. I have so many stories all the time, so many testimonials, because on purpose, intentionally, I remember what God has done for me i haven't gotten so far away from it that i don't remember what god has done sometimes we snatch up the blessings of god and we're so busy reaching for the next thing we forgot to thank him for the last thing i'm talking to somebody right now you're so busy reaching for the next thing you haven't even thanked him for what you have right now for what he's already done for you. Listen to me. We've come a long way, baby. Yes, we have, but we have not come too far that we cannot stop and give God thanks. Let's just stop and walk through some, some things that God has taken us through and just give ourselves a reminder of how good God really is. Some Have you ever have you ever done something for somebody? Maybe you paid their bill or maybe you, I don't know, paid their dinner bill at the restaurant or whatever. I know I've done some significant things in people's lives. One, I remember one time the Lord impressed me to give somebody $25, Now $25 is not a big, a big thing. We blow $25 really, really quickly. But I remember when I gave the $25 to the person the person looked at it and said oh okay oh okay how about thank you that i gave you my money that i worked for oh okay come on have you ever done something for somebody and then they don't even don't even seem like they regard what you've done i mean you have did so many things and within seemed like within 72 hours They have forgotten the 72 things that you've done for them, and all they're talking about is the one thing that you couldn't do one day. You did 72 things, but within 72 hours, if you can't do one thing on one day, that's all they harp on and that's all they remember. Am I talking to anybody? Has anybody ever lived through this as well? Or maybe they fall out with you. They get offended for whatever reason. They will go and they will say there's so much about you. But while you doing all of this talking, don't forget to tell the, the people everything that I've done for you. Come on. Maybe you like me have done some significant things for people. And it seems like they forgot on purpose. I try to remember. I try to remember the things that people have done for me. I'll never forget when my husband suddenly and unexpectedly went home to be with the Lord. I needed people to rally around me and and people did so many significant things for me and people encouraged me and people sold into me. I have not forgotten. So guess what I do? Not only did I give them great thanks, but I pay it forward. The same things that other people have done for me, I'm willing to do for somebody else. Listen to me. I'm not saying that we don't all need a hand up sometimes. But there's a difference in a hand up and a hand out. Come on, are you listening to me? Sometimes, I remember one time, I give somebody um, $150. That's not a significant amount of money, but it's nothing to sneeze at either. And I gave them the money and I, I really didn't have it to give I really didn't have it to give I had just gone through a situation and I had to pay a whole lot of money out a significant event in in our lives had happened I paid a lot of money out and I gave the, the person $150 the very next week the same person was complaining don't nobody ever do nothing for me don't nobody care about me don't I was I was dumbfounded I was like my pocket $150 lighter you didn't even say thank you for real and now you're gonna come back to the same source and complain come on child of god we gotta make sure that that's not us in the sight of god we're so busy reaching after the next thing that we stop we don't even stop to give him thanks for what he has done have you ever held up a whole line of traffic you held up 52 cars to let these people out in the traffic they didn't throw their hand up, they didn't nod, they didn't smile, they did nothing. He'd be like, Did you see I held up fifty-two cars for you? You could at least nod, you could at least say thank you, you can mouth it or something. You could do something. Come on. We we've gotten so far removed from many of our struggles, we've really forgotten how to say thanks. We've forgotten the things that God has done. And then here's the B portion of it. Here's the B portion of it. I remember I remember bumming a ride and getting a ride I remember and and this is a this is a lesson for somebody oh when you do something for somebody don't don't make them feel bad about what you're doing for them do it out of the kindness of your heart or don't do it so I remember we were getting a ride to church and a person that picked us up it was me and my four children and You know, when they pulled in, they were sideways to where we were coming out. So we all came in and we all were saying good morning as we got into the vehicle and the person was just straight ahead. Just looking like they didn't want to do it. Well, how do you think that made us feel? I haven't forgotten those days. So sometimes I get in my vehicle. I'll be just like, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for a vehicle. God, I thank you for um, a washer and dryer. I was talking to my oldest daughter, Essence, the other day. And at one point in time, they had a problem with their water. So they spent a couple of two days or a couple of days or so getting the water fixed. He had like two days where they didn't have piping hot water. So she says every time she get in a hot shower, she's like, God, I thank you for a hot shower. Come on. When God has brought you through some things, you have to remember how to give Thanks. Don't just snatch up the blessings of God and don't say thank you. Come on. You got to remember, remember and intentionally remember where God brought you from. Now, here's the good thing. God has brought us a mighty long way. He brought us from a mighty long way. We come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word, and he's never failed us. Isn't that the truth? But even though he has brought us far, we still cannot forget to offer him thanksgiving. We have to be thankful. And here's, the, here's one of the things that will cause you to give God thanks. Imagine your life without him. Imagine your tomorrow without God. Imagine your next week without God. Imagine when your bills come, when your house note comes and your car note comes imagine it without god come on that's enough to shake you right there and say whoa let me stop right now and give god thanks when i was coming up in church the older mothers they would holler out sometimes thank ya!" and we didn't under, really understand we was like oh that's just old mother so-and-so just giving god thanks bless her heart god bless her but now maybe i'm an old mother myself because i stop and i think i'll be like thank you i lay down on my bed i'll be like thank i drive in my driveway in my vehicle thank you i remember to give god thanks i do not take the the blessings of god and the the favor of god and the advancements from god for granted i'll never forget being in the line and at, at OU, I put myself through college, and I remember being in the financial aid line. You're in the financial aid line with fear and trembling. You're in there shaking trying to get your classes paid for. And by the time you have to go here and go there and go there, and by the time the process is over, all of the classes are gone. Now you got to scramble to try to get classes to fit the criteria and things like that. Now that we've gotten our degrees and we, we've moved along, we can't forget how god blessed us how god brought us out brought us through how god made a way out of no way i remember one friday i was taking an algebra exam with a um a a notice from the dean to leave school because i owed money i was being kicked out of school because i owed money and i remember just taking i couldn't even see the test I couldn't even see the paper with tears in my eyes i had to vacate the dorm and i had to be off of the campus by five o'clock that day and i did not know what i was going to do and i'm still in faith in there trying to take an algebra exam and i could not even see the paper the longer the sto- shorter the story the favor of god hit my life the favor of god hit my life and i did not have to leave school and i did not have to leave campus come on so after you get your little degrees and after you walk across the stage with your little tassel and all of that how you gonna forget what God did come on we can't be so soon to forget what God has done come on and it's almost offensive to us when we do things for people and I've done some significant things for people people walking around with teeth in their mouth that I've paid for I've done some significant things for people and when people use that same mouth to dog you, use that same mouth to scandalize your name, that same mouth to, to be offended. Do you remember what I did do? You ought to be thankful. Come on, I know, type it in here if something like that has happened to you. You've done things for people out of the kindness of your heart. You can't buy nobody. You can't. You're just trying to be a blessing the way that you can. You're trying to do what you believe God has directed you to do. And then when the people flip the script on you, it makes you feel some kind of way. So I guess the longer, the shorter the story is my sermon message today is don't you be them. Don't you be them. The same way somebody hurts you when, you when they didn't tell you thank you, they didn't appreciate what you did, you went 15 miles out of the way to go pick them up and they weren't ready. Oh, I decided I'm not going to go or whatever the case may be. They said they were going to do this. They said they're going to do whatever the case may. Don't you be them. Come on. You've got to remember. And you've got to worship. You've got to be thankful. Let me read my let me read my lesson story today. We read Hebrews 11 and 1. Did we read it? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. If it's not now, then it's not faith. Okay. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. My goodness, where did my time go? I was talking too much. Luke chapter 17. Let's begin reading at verse 11 in the message translation. It says it happened. It happened that as he made his way toward Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance, but raised their voices and called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests they went and while still on their way became clean one of them when he realized that he was healed turned around and came back shouting his gratitude glorifying god he kneeled at jesus feet uh, so grateful he couldn't thank him enough and he was a samaritan and jesus said we're not ten healed where are the nine can none be found to come back and give glory to god except this person then he said to him get up and go your way your faith has made you well has saved you healed you and saved you we see that at that in bible times leprosy often was looked at as um a curse of sin so we see that they were in the result of of something that was not good their result was leprosy and jesus recognized them he recognized them as he didn't just bypass them and this is another thing when people are are um unfortunate or or undergoing a misfortune or something like that we don't walk and act like we don't see them he recognized them and he regarded them and when he recognized them regarded them he spoke into them he spoke to them. He's spoken to them something that they all had to do. They all had to recognize what he said, and then they all had to make a decision to go. They all made a decision to go, and as they went, they were healed. That was a direct result of their faith. As they went, they were healed. But one of them came back. My question is, what was on the mind of the other nine? Now, here's the thing, and we'll talk about leprosy a little bit, and I'll explain to you the... The results of of leprosy. But the thing of it is, I understand you're so happy about what you've got. Don't forget where you just came from. Don't be so forgetful from where you came from that you can't stop for just a moment to come back or to return and give thanks. Let me let me talk about let me talk about leprosy. The diagnosis of leprosy was basically a death sentence. It was basically a death. Sentence. It had to be diagnosed by the priest who would declare that a person is clean or unclean. If you had leprosy, you were considered unclean. You had to keep um, a distance away from other people. There was social distancing back in the Bible days. They had to remember the scripture says they were over there and Jesus saw them from afar. So they had to be distanced from other healthy people. These people who had this disease of leprosy, they were isolated, they were stigmatized, and they were ostracized. When they saw a healthy person or a clean person coming in their vicinity, they had to yell out about themselves, unclean, unclean. Listen to me. This had to be traumatizing to their minds and to their spirit, to their emotions, to their soul. It had to cut to the quick. When you're cut off. From your companions you're cut off from your children you're cut off from your cousins and your kinfolk you're cut off from your colleagues and your comrades you're cut off from your community and you're cut off from commerce you can't even get no cash now you're reduced to begging these people were in a messed up state it was ten of them they were all together and they all understood each other's plight they were 10 together but when they saw jesus coming they hollered out master they hollered out to the one that could help them are you listening to me let me pause let me p- pump the brakes for a second because i only got a couple of minutes let me tell you according to the uh, christianity.com leprosy was the terror of the ancient world nothing evoked more fear more dread or more more revulsion than the sight of these walking dead they were known as walking dead that is what a leopard was called a walking dead man the smell of his decaying flesh would announce his coming long before the tattered scraps of his clothing would be seen or the raspy unclean unclean announcement he was required to declare could be heard the stumbling shuffle of his toeless feet, the wandering of his sightless eyes and the moan of a cheekless mouth all pointed to leprosy. This unseen attacker that slowly destroyed human bodies and made the individual an untouchable in society. So here they are. That is a lot, man, that's a lot to deal with. So they were crying out for mercy. They were crying out for Jesus to help them change my situation. I don't want to live like this. They, some of them, I'm sure they had families. They had a community. They had businesses. They had places and people that they needed to go to and that they missed. And they were ostracized and they couldn't even come in contact with their own people. So when Jesus recognized them and spoke to them to go to show themselves to the priest, that was an act of faith because the priest was the only one that could declare that they were clean can you imagine having your appendages fall off having your nose and having all these features all of these things and being isolated from your family then as you're going by faith because you don't know how this is going to work you don't know how but you're just trusting jesus that some way somehow it's going to work out in your good can you imagine the situation changing while they went while they were on the way Come on, we're not too far removed where we were praying, Lord, I need you, I need you to make a way out of no way. I need my carnal past, past due. I need my bill paid. I need your help. I need you to touch my body. I need you to touch my marriage. Now he's touched your marriage and all you do is complain about your spouse. I remember one of my peers said that their spouse called them a stupid N-word every day of their lives that they thought that that was their name, stupid N-word. Well wait wait a minute, weren't you the one, Lord? I need a maid, I need a spouse. And now that you got it, you're reaching for the next thing and you forgot to tell God thank you. And you forgot to regard what God has given to you. Am I making sense? I'm gonna be out of time in a minute, but I need to try to drop this on you, and maybe I have to pick up on it on it Sunday. You gotta remember the price that was paid to get you where you are today. Now look at you. You're you're all cleaned up and changed and you, you, you were strung out. You were laid up. You were a hot mess. Now that you're all cleaned up, you've got your vehicle, you've got the job, all of those things that you were crying out, Jesus, Jesus, I need a husband. Jesus, I need a job. Jesus, I need a car. And now that the Lord has given you those things, well, I gotta wash my car today. I'm not gonna make it to Bible class. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay home with my husband today, even though he's getting on my nerves. We have snatched up all of the things that God has given to us. We've not regarded it. We've not we've not paid attention to the price that it has cost, and we're walking around reaching for the next thing without being. Grateful my best friend pastor Andrea Trusty King She preached a message the other day and in the message she was talking about selective memory selective memory How many of y'all know people that got selective memory? They remember what you didn't do for them, but they didn't forgot all the other 52 things that you have done but let that not be us having selective memory Where am I at with my time oh my gosh I'm almost on out of time but I'm gonna pick this up today and I need because I want to teach you I got to tell you that you got to build an altar when you're really grateful when you're really thankful for what God has done for you you'll build an altar you'll build an altar in his presence and you will begin to thank him when I say build an altar I'm not talking about with bricks and mortar I'm talking about a spiritual altar for everything that god has done for you when you walk in your house or your apartment you need to give god praise when you walk in your room when you walk on walk get in your bed you need to give god praise when you get in that shower and you got running water you flip the light switch and the lights come on you need to build an altar and give god thanks building an altar signified this is what god has done he is jehovah jireh he is my provider and he has provided for me so can you imagine as i close can you imagine building an altar for everything that god has done for you when you wake up in the morning you build an altar god i thank you for waking me up this morning and close in my right mind with the activity of my limbs with the mind that has stayed on you you begin to build an altar build an altar of worship would you come back on sunday let me take you a little bit further about this building an altar because it's all going to come together and it's all going to make sense but can you imagine giving building an altar when you get out of the shower god thank you for this running water building an altar when you brush your teeth and you got all of them teeth in there and you give them praise or the one give them praise for the ones that you do have are you listening to me build an altar The deal is when you build an altar and you remember every time you turn around, even when the devil is fighting your mind about what you don't have and how long it's taking and won't nobody ever love. Him. When the devil is fighting your mind, every time you turn around, bam, you bump into an altar. you be like, oh, God, I thank you. Every time you turn around, you bump into another altar. and You remember to give God thanks. Come on. Build so many altars that every time you turn, you're bumping into an altar. Every time you turn, you're bumping into an altar. Come on. Don't you be them. The ones that ran away, snatched up the blessings. It was 10 lepers, 10 of them, that got healed from a death sentence. They were the walking dead. There was the stench announced their appearance before they actually appeared. Can you imagine that? And then while you're going, all of a sudden your skin is like a a newborn baby and you won't take the time to go back and tell the king, thank you. You can't build an altar of thanksgiving. Now I understand it didn't say, That they weren't thankful, it said that they didn't come back and give thanks. You can be thankful in your head, but sometimes you gotta open your mouth and give the thanks. Are you listening to me? You gotta, you've got to demonstrate the thanks. You can be thankful all day and night long in your head, but you've got to go back and give God thanks. I hope I got I hope I I reached you some kind of way and said something that made a little bit of sense to you today. I'm sure that those lepers were running and they were so excited about being healed that they wanted to get to the priest so that he could declare that they were clean so that they can get back to their families, get back to their children, get back to their husband, get back to their wives, get back to their children, get back to their community. I'm sure they had stuff, but in the middle of all of the stuff, I admired the one that went back and he fell down at the feet of Jesus and he said, Master, thank you because if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I would be. Come on, we've come this far by faith. Come on, you gotta remember, some of these things are not just songs that we, that we sang in the old church. These are testimonials of the things that God has really done for us. So you've gotta look where the Lord has brought you from. He brought, brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Look what the Lord has done. Come on. You've got to, on purpose, begin to tell yourself, encourage yourself to praise the Lord in spite of situations and circumstances. You've got to say, if I could sing, and don't judge my singing, don't you judge my singing, but you come in here and sing with me. you got to say, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free Jesus I'll never forget how you brought me out Jesus I'll never forget no never how can I forget what you've done for me how can I forget how you set me free how can I forget how you brought me out jesus i'll never forget no never listen never forget sometimes you have to go old school pull them old songs out because that's what brought us over never forget never forget never forget you riding good today but remember when you had a hoopty that broke down every other week remember when you were walking come on look where the lord has brought you from jesus i'll never forget i've got to go but i'm gonna pick up on this lesson on sunday because i got so much more principle that i want to give to you i trust that word blessed your life thank you so much for tuning into our podcast don't forget to connect with us on facebook and instagram and i want you to know that at destiny faith church we're more than a church we're a family